Episode 4, Wealth Consciousness. Hi, I'm Ruth Elizabeth Hancock and welcome to my podcast, Our Energetic Universe, which is all about how we can live a better reality, have a better life in this universe, on this planet. Money, wealth and success has always been an area of interest for me, probably because I worked in business for 30 years and worked as a business coach over the past 10 years and most people either want to make more money in their business or create more success in their life or they want to secure more clients, which is the same as making more money. So this is an area that I've worked with a lot of people on and indeed it's an area I've worked on with myself as well. So for the past four years, I've been working on my own money mindset, on my own money blocks, on my own money stories, and I found it very interesting to understand how deep these go. So today, I'm going to be discussing wealth consciousness, but I'm going to be coming at it from my own angle, which is looking at six different aspects of it. And I'm going to be walking through the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the immediate friends and family, the collective consciousness, and global consciousness, and also cosmic consciousness. So these are the different areas that I've sort of identified where we find money stories and money blocks and limiting beliefs around money hidden away. So let's start with number one, which is conscious mind, the conscious thoughts and feelings that we have. And these are the the thoughts and feelings that we know that we are having, we know we are experiencing, and therefore we're aware of them. Now, although much of this I can see is also from the subconscious mind as well, I've put this into the conscious category for ease of use, really. If you imagine the the mind as an iceberg and you you think of the conscious mind being sort of the five top five to 12 percent, and then the subconscious mind is the rest, which is hidden away underneath the water. And this is how we can imagine the mind split into these two parts. So the conscious mind, we can see, we can see the tip of the iceberg sticking out of the water and the subconscious mind we can't see. And that's because we don't have conscious access to it. So if we look at our conscious thinking, we can understand what are the stories and thoughts and beliefs that we consciously create on a day-to-day basis that stop us from attracting more wealth into our life. Because this aspect of attraction is always playing out from our conscious mind and our subconscious mind as well. So what we think, feel or believe, we attract. And all we have to do here is look out at our own life, look at the reality of our current life and see what we don't like about it. So if we are not making the money that we want to make, if we are struggling to make ends meet or we're worrying about money a lot, then These are our conscious thoughts. Our conscious thoughts are worrying about money. Maybe we come from a family who were poor, who also used to struggle with money. And we have become this. We we have taken on the persona or the personality of the people that, that we live with, that we come from, our family. And therefore, we are broadcasting these thoughts, feelings and beliefs out of our energy field, out of our the energy field of our mind. And it's only when we start being more aware of what we're actually broadcasting or what we're actually thinking and what words we're using in our life, what thoughts and beliefs we're operating from in our life, that we can then start to change things. So we create the reality of our life through intentions. Our conscious mind intentionally creates what it is that we then see as our life around us. So therefore it makes sense that when we change 
our conscious mind, we become more intentional, we become more conscious, we become more aware of how we're thinking, how we're feeling, how we're talking about money. And we can start to consciously change our conscious mind. So in a sense, we become more intentional. We start to set intentional money goals. We start to set intentional success goals. We start to create a new reality based on setting new intentions. And this is something that we're consciously, we can consciously change this every single day. So we can start reciting daily mantras and wealth affirmations and listening to guided meditations or money mantras, money meditations. These things can all help us to change this conscious thinking. And it's just about becoming more self-aware of what we're really broadcasting out there, more self-aware of us and what our belief structures are that are not supporting us in creating the wealth and money that we want to experience and have in this, in this world, in this reality. So number two, the subconscious mind. And this is where we operate from most of the time. As I said before with the iceberg, we are operating from the subconscious mind around sort of 80-90% of the time. And the subconscious mind, it never switches off because it's connected to the central nervous system. So it's always operating or driving our behavior and actions. And it does this through our belief structures. So these belief structures can be very hidden away. And we don't always know that they're there. And in fact, often the only time that we know that they're there is because we can see that we're not living in a life that we're enjoying. We're not living in a life that we want to be living in. And so then we track back and we think, okay, so if I'm not creating the money and wealth that I want in my life, then it's either my conscious mind is not setting intentions or it's my subconscious mind has got limiting beliefs around money. And certainly, if you come from a, a, a poor family, or you lived in poverty, or maybe you live in a country where it's not acceptable for women to make money, or maybe money is seen as evil and greedy, or maybe if you're spiritually minded, you believe that you can't have money and spirituality at the same time. So you may have many dual beliefs here that are blocking you from receiving or attracting or having more money in your life. Now, these limiting beliefs can come from our childhood, but as the field of epigenetics tells us, they can always also come from our ancestors. So the field of epigenetics, which tells us that our genes can be changed or the expression of our genes can be changed so that we stop passing on our own limiting beliefs to our, to our children and they stop being passed down the ancestral line. Research has shown us that this can be traced back up to 40 generations ago. And even if you didn't come from a poor family now, 40 generations ago, we have no idea what our families were doing then. So it's fair to assume that most of us have experienced poverty, famine, survival, stress, rationing, and anything else which is blocking you from receiving more abundance or money into your life. This also links to feelings of low self-worth, feelings of not feeling good enough, not being good enough to have abundance and more prosperity in your life. All these sorts of areas, they all revolve around these same areas and they all block us from receiving more money in our life. So how do we get into our subconscious mind to find out if we have any of these ancestral stories? 
Well, first of all, take a look at your life now, how your life is looking around money and wealth. And as I said before, if you're not receiving or attracting or having experiencing the money that you want, then there will be limiting beliefs in there which, will, which are stopping you from doing that. These may come from your childhood or they may come further back. And the best way to do this is to start journaling. So when we're journaling, we can start to access memories or information from our subconscious mind, which because it's always switched on, it stores everything. It literally has stored everything in there. So we can understand more about what our parents used to argue about with regards to money, maybe what our parents believed about money. And we can start to identify because creating awareness of these limiting programs, these limiting beliefs programs first, will then help you to reframe them so you can understand why the subconscious is holding on to them. So the subconscious is simply trying to keep you safe and protect you. And it's stored them there for a reason. It's stored these beliefs for a reason. So it's about identifying what the belief is, first of all, and then reframing it so that you can help the subconscious mind to understand that this is something which is not helping you. And you can then look at why it's holding on to it and then let that go. So once you've journaled on it and created awareness around it, then you can start to, again, listen to the mantras, affirmations, guided meditations, and listen to them for 21 days so it seals new programming into your mind and rewires your brain, which is the field of neuroplasticity. If you're finding it difficult to journal on these areas, then try doing a meditation first so that you can start to silence your ego, switch off your analytical mind and get more into your subconscious mind and start to understand what's going on in there and how it's picked up some sort of belief which it's holding onto for a reason. And this is also an area where you can work with coaches, energy healers, theta healers who can help you work through these different aspects of your different layers of your mind, different layers of your energy field, if you like, and help you to identify deeper limiting beliefs, which could even be going back two, 3,000 years, depending on when they first began. If we understand that this has been going on for a very long time, we've, we've experienced poverty, famine, wars, rationing, all sorts of things for thousands of years. So some of these limiting beliefs could be going back two, 3,000 years because although we know that we're looking at 40 plus generations back, it could even be as high as 100 generations back. So it's about identifying when these beliefs first started and then working to reframe them and release them from your energy field, from the energy field of your mind so that you can then move forward without them holding you back in that way. Number three is immediate friends and family via quantum entanglement. So as Jim Rohn says, we are the product of the five people we spend the most time with. So we're picking up all of their limiting beliefs and money blocks too. We're always quantum entangling with the people around us and our limiting beliefs become theirs and theirs become ours. And we start to become like in a tangled mess of limiting beliefs. Um, so, but luckily, this means that working on ours can also help release theirs too. So we can change our spouse's thoughts, feelings and beliefs by changing ours. I actually have first-hand experience of this within my own marriage. 
And I always found it really interesting to understand that before I was married, or more importantly, before I had kids, I was actually earning more than my husband was. As soon as I became the stereotypical wife and mother, I really struggled with these areas and have worked a lot on my limiting beliefs too. The thing is that these limiting beliefs are not located in the rational mind. From a rational place, my husband has no problem with me working and leaving the kids in childcare. But from a subconscious mind, from an irrational place, it triggers him because it takes him back to his own childhood where he was left in childcare from five months old and it brings back old unhealed wounds from his childhood. So we're not talking about the rational conscious mind here. It brings back memories. It triggers memories of his childhood and being in childcare. So until we address this subconscious programming, these subconscious wounds, and we all have wounds, then until we address these things, it means that we're, we're going to continue having arguments about it and he's going to continue not wanting the children to be left in childcare. And I can see now that that's where I got most of this wrong. I was trying to argue or rationalize or explain to him how this thinking was irrational. But of course, I wasn't speaking to his rational mind. I was speaking to the irrational mind and the irrational mind is irrational obviously. So getting into those limiting beliefs and those old childhood stories or even ancestral stories that we've picked up along the way can really help to reframe things and to look at them from a different angle and of course energy heal the wounds around them so that he can step forward in a new way and release that frequency or that wound from his body. Number four the collective consciousness of the city or country that you live in. A few years ago, a bank survey was done in the country that I live in, and it showed that 80% of people are in debt. And from this, I began to understand two things around the country that I live in. And one, that this has created a debt consciousness, because we're quantum entangling with each other all the time. And the second thing it taught me is that People are coming to this country to make money, but they are staying in debt. And in fact, I've worked with a lot of people over the past few years around money stories, money blocks and limitations around money. And although we've done lots and lots of clearing, there's still this aspect of it's very hard to make money in this country. It's very hard to get yourself out of this sort of debt consciousness and get yourself into this abundant and wealth consciousness. And I began to see that this debt consciousness or this sort of lack of abundance consciousness is actually covering the whole of the city. And it's a bit like trying to climb out of a muddy hole where you, you, know, you sort of manage to climb one, two steps out and then you slip back down again. And this collective consciousness is creating this sort of low vibrational debt consciousness that is making it three times, five times harder for people to get out back into this abundant lifestyle, back into this abundant living. Because the collective consciousness is what we are entangling with all the time. And we have a collective consciousness of you know, the, the city, the country, um, the planet, which we'll come to in a minute. But if you see how the city is that you're living in, what type of city is it? 
So this debt consciousness can be seen as a sort of a low vibrational fog, which is not only keeping everyone stuck in this debt consciousness, this low vibrational consciousness, but it's also making it very hard for people to make decent amounts of money in a country where salaries are, are high. So why is it that 80% of people are in debt? And why is it I meet so many people who come to this country with money, they're making decent salaries here, and yet they're unable to save at the end of each month? Now, of course, this could be seen as a global thing, and we'll come to that in a minute, but I just want to focus on the country at the moment. Because what we do have here is people are attracted to this country, attracted to the high salaries. They come here and their goal is to make as much money as they can and then leave as fast as they can. But then, you know, things change and they're not able to make as much money as they originally thought. And they get stuck into this debt consciousness too. And because they, they are coming here, I think many people come here not understanding or realizing that actually the reason that they can't make money in their own country is because of the limiting beliefs that they're holding in their own auric field. So in a sense, you can move to a different country, but you're still carrying your own unresolved issues, your own baggage, your own ancestral baggage, your own childhood baggage. You're still carrying it all with you. So if you're unable to make money in your own country, it doesn't matter which other countries you go to you're still going to have a problem making money because it's not the world that needs to change. It's not the country that needs to change. It's you need to change. You need to work on your money blocks, your money limitations, your limiting beliefs around money so that you can then start to attract more money, more abundance into your life. If you then combine this with a debt culture or a debt consciousness culture, then it's going to make it doubly hard to start making the money that you want to make. So on one aspect, you've got your own limiting beliefs, your own money blocks that you're dealing with. And on the other hand, you've got the, the entire quantum environment. You've got the entire collective consciousness of the city, of the country that you're living in, which also has this low vibrational consciousness, this debt consciousness, which makes it so hard to break out of. So in a sense, you've got two issues which I suspect is probably why 80% of the people are in debt in this country. So, of course, what's the solution here? Well, it's the same as the ones before. Work on your own limiting beliefs, your own money blocks, your own money stories, your own poverty stories, famine stories, whatever they may be. Work on these because all frequency starts with us. We release the frequency, the low vibrational frequencies from our own field, and then we'll stop attracting them. So journaling, meditations, mantras, affirmations, however you do these things, however you want to do it, just work on releasing your own and then this will free you from this lower vibrational bandwidth and in a sense you'll start to move up, you'll move up into a higher bandwidth. You'll no longer be attracting those same people or situations to you which have kept you down in this low vibrational fog. You're now freed from those on a frequency basis because you're no longer attracting them in and therefore, you can now step into a more abundant and prosperous life yourself. Now, number five is global consciousness. So it's said that 93% of the world's population have money blocks or limiting beliefs around money, which means that it's not just the country that you live in. It's also the world. But I do believe that there are more abundant countries to live in and there are less abundant countries to live in. 
So choose the country you live in carefully. And if it's not working for you, then consider maybe moving to a more abundant country where you can start to entangle with more abundant people around you or, you know, abundant companies, abundant situations. So if 93% of the world's population have money blocks, then we know that this is an area where most of us have limiting beliefs around money, which means that most of us are giving off or broadcasting these lower vibrational frequencies, these limiting beliefs, these trapped emotions around money. And we're broadcasting these money poverty stories, which are not serving us well in this lifetime. So if we have a global consciousness of 93% of the world's population have money blocks or limiting beliefs around money, then we can also look at it in terms of what sort of things are we watching, reading, listening to? Because I think many of these films, books, movies are not helping us to release limiting beliefs. They're actually compounding them and making them worse. And once you've studied NLP, you will never look at the world in the same way again. Once you understand this level of programming and conditioning that we've all experienced in our lives, you really start to identify and see this in other aspects of our lives as well. And we can wake up our own power by starting to remove many of these belief structures or limiting beliefs that simply are not serving us well and not allowing us to step into this more abundant and prosperous world. Another aspect of global consciousness is tapping into our own energy in order to be able to create what it is that we want. So we can intentionally tap into our energy, the energies around us, and studies are showing us that we can actually bend matter. So we can actually make a difference in the physical world using the energy of our own mind by being intentional and also channeling the flow of consciousness. So consciousness is what creates everything. It creates all matter, it creates all form, and it is flowing through everything. In a sense, it's what brings the physical body to life. And what we're beginning to understand is that we can harness consciousness, we can tap into consciousness in order to, to consciously, intentionally start creating a better reality for us. And in a sense, it's whoever has the strongest consciousness at that time. So if you want to, so for example, consciously change the stock market or change the exchange rate, whatever it is you want to do, change something physical in the world, you can focus, intentionally focus your energy on changing that through visualizing ch changing it, through visualizing watching the exchange rate or the stock market literally go up Look, um, focusing or visualizing a chart and then watching it go up. And whoever has the, the strongest mind at that time, or you can create a strong mind by having more people. So wh whoever is focusing their intention on that at that time can then start to shift these different aspects because money is energy. And when we understand that money is energy, we can then start to tap into and channel that energy in the way that we're already doing with everything else in our world. I am convinced that there are already people doing this. There are already people playing around with the stock market. They're using their energy in a more intentional way and they're focusing and visualizing on making the changes that they want to make so that they can live in a more abundant and prosperous life themselves. 
The reality is, is that we have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for. And there's enough research, enough studies out there showing that we can all tap into and harness consciousness in order to improve our lives and create a reality that we actually do want. So sit down, close your eyes, meditate and focus, visualize in your mind's eye what it is you want to change. Visualize that, keep visualizing it, keep your vibration high, keep your vibration through your heart so that you're coming from the heart and you know, you're, you're not feeling desperate, you're not feeling annoyed or fed up or exhausted. You need to be experiencing and embodying raised vibrations, so raised emotions. And these can be passion, excitement, enthusiasm, love, compassion, gratitude. Gratitude is massively powerful, as studies have shown. Forgiveness, these are all very high vibrational emotions and feelings. And we need to embody these higher vibrational feelings, emotions, and then visualize what we want to change in our mind. And this is how we can action these changes in the physical world around us. And last but not least, we have number six, which is cosmic consciousness. And I think this is where we're all going in this planet, in this world, is understanding that we are connected to something much bigger than us. We are connected to a massive, you know, infinite universe. We are not just our tiny, itty-bitty planet. You know, we are connected in a, a far, far greater universe with many, many other planets, many other civilizations, I think most of us really are understanding now that just, you know, that we are not the only ones living in this universe. We we know that this is true. We know that this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And so now that we are aware of this, we need to open up our minds, change our mindset and shift our thinking to see ourselves as a species living in a far greater universe. And certainly when I consider myself in the greater universe and the infinite universe around me, it always makes me feel better. It makes me feel far more empowered. Money is simply a human invention and it's, not, it's never about the money. It's about what you want to buy with the money. So we can lose that desperate feeling around money and we can understand you know, that it's just a form of energy. And channeling this energy in a way to be able to create the, the wealth that we want to create in this, in this world. So seeing wealth, seeing money as this, you know, as this energy that we are able to channel and tap into and harness, I think really helps us to live in a much, much more abundant world. Understanding that I'm a multidimensional person living in a multidimensional universe has really changed my entire world. It's changed my thinking. It's opened me up to far more hope and inspiration and wisdom. And when we get our head around the fact that everything is energy and we are continuously being bombarded by energy from the cosmos, we know we create with energy, we channel energy, which is consciousness. Because as we already know from the Maharishi effect, we only have to get 1% of the world to raise their vibration in order to create a tipping effect for the rest of the world. So we do not have to sit in this low vibrational fog. We do not have to sit in this desperate state. And we don't have to sit in these worries, fears and anxieties around money, around not having enough to pay the bills, around not having enough to, to buy the house we want, around not having enough to be able to send our kids to a better school. 
there is plenty of money because money is energy and energy is governed by us. So we need to raise our vibration up into that higher energy platform because we cannot manifest from a low vibrational state. So we can't manifest from lack mindset, fear mindset, depressed mindset, worry mindset, anxiety mindset. We can't do that. So we have to lift ourselves up into this higher vibrational mindset. Now, I'm not saying that we won't still feel depressed sometimes or down sometimes or pissed off or fed up sometimes, but that's not what emotions are. Emotions are messages from our body telling us something. So when I start to feel down or depressed, I know it's because it's time for me to take a break. Um, for me, working is enjoyable, but it, it's sometimes too much for my own body as well. So you know, when you feel those low vibrational feelings, if you start to get depressed, just know that your body's trying to tell you something and you can just literally, you can ask your body, you can say, why are you feeling depressed? Or you can say to your body, show me the place in my body where this depressed feeling comes from. What, what is it that I need to be looking at? What do I need to turn my attention to? And you can talk to your body and find out why it's feeling depressed. And the key is to always remember the 90 second rule. So we only experience these emotions for 90 seconds and the problem is, is that we then sit in it, you know, for minutes, hours, days, years, decades even sometimes. I sat in depression for 40 years, not realizing I could get out of it. So we don't have to stay in these low vibrational states. They're messages, they're signs, signals from our body telling us something, alerting us to something. Once we have received the message, we clear it and then we can, we can get back to that higher vibrational state again. And no, it does, none of this has to be perfect. We live in a third dimension. We live in a low vibrational world. We are going to be bombarded all the time with lower vibrational thoughts and feelings from others around us and even from different dimensions because we, we attract what we're giving off. But we just have to remember that we don't have to sit in these low vibrational emotions and feelings. We just have to hear the message and then move back into this high vibrational state. And the best way to do that is to meditate. Just keep meditating. Every time you meditate, you're creating that coherent mind, that, co you know, your energy is becoming more coherent, your mind and your heart are becoming more coherent, and it's all getting you back into that more higher vibrational state again. So meditation really is the most powerful tool and technique that you can use in your life. This sitting down, visualizing what you want to change in your life visualizing it changing in front of you is how we also change the, the physical reality around us as well, which of course is also meditation. Okay, so there's my take on wealth consciousness and um, giving you tools and techniques that you can start using straight away to start changing your own wealth consciousness. And I hope that's been really helpful to you. Um, as always, do reach out to me if you want to. You can contact me on hello at ruthelizabethhancock.com or my website, which is ruthelizabethhancock.com. You can also connect with me on social media. I'm on at ruthelizabethhancock or at ruthelizabeth on Twitter. Okay, take care for now, and I'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.